the uh, the unmasked version mm-hmm. of yourself, and that's the person that they're going to see more often than not if y'all end up married. Right. And so, uh, get that person fixed. Welcome back to Life with Games podcast. I am Emmanuel. And I'm Esther. Hey, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If this is your first time tuning in, um, Esther and I have been married for a little over 10 years now. And we have four beautiful arrows um, that are all growing up Mm -hmm. and (laughs) trying to be more and more independent. (laughs) Lord have mercy. Um, But we're just on a journey to make God normal in the everyday stuff of life. And we like to start every episode with some random question uh, to get you guys to get to know us a little bit better. So this week's question is, what was your favorite moment from this past weekend? Emmanuel. Just all of me? (laughs) What? I I was your favorite part. Just all of me. You have to answer the question. No, I asked you. Nope. I, was that your answer? Was that your final answer? No, babe. What? Why can't you answer the uh, question? Okay. Because I don't want to take your answer. I don't even know what I'm going to say. Okay. Well, my favorite uh, moment would be our Friday night date to a Valentine's gala event. Was it a gala? I don't know. Yes. It was a valent well, no, I think it was a Valentine's ball. Ball, yes, that's the word. Um I mean I, all of it was so fun, like getting our outfits together and I think the most fun was the dance floor. For me. Like being able to dance with you to like songs we grew up on. Mm. Um, and just laugh and sing with the lyrics and it was so good because that's something like I've always been like he is not gonna dance with me as much as I love to dance and like dance fast like to fast songs you just oh you made my surprised you with my one two step (laughs) one two step one two step had to count in my head one two step one two step oh wait they changed the song gotta find a beat one, 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 two, really? step. I had to pay attention. <laughs> make sure I didn't look too far off. Looked like I had a little bit of rhythm. The lights were dim, too, so that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, yes, favorite moment. What was yours from this past weekend? Um, I don't know if I have a favorite. It was a really good weekend. Mm. So, since I made the question, I'm bending the rules. Um... One of my favorite moments, um, and this is probably the fat kid in me, um, was like we were all dressed up. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> so we went to the ball, um, ate a little bit there, um, but for whatever reason, we felt like we had to be the high school kids that are all dressed <laughs> up and go through the uh, drive-through. So ended up going through uh, Steak and Shake drive-through mm-hmm. in our nice clothes and getting burger and fries um i think we danced our food away honestly yeah um but yeah so that was good um it was good hanging out with your family and Mm. having my mom come down like it was just all in all it was a good weekend it was a good weekend 
So Mama threw down on Sunday. I was dreaming about that steak. Like, (laughs) like, did my mama just really cook good steak? Yeah. And some chicken and that macaroni. Oh. With the crispy top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's All right. Good. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Hope you guys ate before you listen to this <laughs> podcast. Cool. Well, today's episode is actually um, stemming from a conversation we had with a friend. And it's about singleness. It's still our single friends, even our single Single selves. and dating. Single. I'm sorry. Yes. Single and dating. I don't know why I always think. If you're dating, you're still single. Because you're not married. So you just see two groups, married and unmarried. I do sometimes. Um, So, yeah, we just wanted to kind of touch on this topic with the thought of um, what would we tell our younger dating selves um, in terms of while we were dating and just seeing what dating is like today which seems kind of. I wouldn't survive. I yeah. I don't. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, we dated for three and a half years. He was right. Mm-hmm. Yes, three and a half years. We took some time apart in there. Maybe like four months, six months. I don't. We remember. broke up. Yes. Um. But he was in Greensboro. I was here in the Triad, and. We did it. Like, we saw each other once a month, maybe twice, mm-hmm. talked on the phone. And I honestly feel that communication, now granted, having been married almost 11 years, we realized our communication was not. <laughs> we talked a lot, but we didn't communicate. <laughs> right. There's a difference between talking with someone every day and actually communicating. So, um in retrospect, when we think about it, there are a lot of things that we would tell our younger selves now or then, right? We would, I don't know, but yeah, you get it. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think, I mean, we'll just start with that, like communication, What you said was really good about um, talking with someone because this friend of ours was saying that she felt really disappointed with her um, boyfriend's lack of support for something that was really important to her. And she kept using two particular words, and I was like, well, what does that mean? Like, have you asked him or told him what that means? And that kind of ties in line with communication. But even before that, she expressed that she had communicated to him and then was like, I'm done with the conversation, it's over, bye. And it was like there was no room for him to respond with a okay, I understand, or anything. It was just like she talked and he received and that was it. And I think we had, did we have one of those moments when we were dating? When you hung up on me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think all guys go through that or <laughs> their girlfriend just hangs up on them for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what, what it was about. I think it was multiple times, too. Yeah. So that would be something I would tell my younger self is to, um, I think, to communicate and share how I'm feeling, um, but then also give space for you to respond. I think a lot of times I just wanted to get it off my chest so I felt better, um, which, I mean, that's not bad. But if this is a relationship 
this is something that um, my life that I want to share with you, and I want to to you to share your life with me. I think I would have told myself to be considerate and humble enough to be like, okay, that's how you felt, but how does he feel? But I had time for all that. So basically, considering, con- taking the time to consider how the other person feels or what they. I'm trying to make sure I understand. Yeah, like I feel like um, there's a tendency to be like, this is how I'm feeling. I'm going to dump on you. You're going to take it, and then I'm going to walk away. (laughs) Like, Uh uh, my emotions right now just don't want to hear what you have to say. But if you're saying I'm committed to you in this relationship, it can't be one way. There has to be a communication that goes both ways however uncomfortable or inconvenient like you need to provide that space um even if it's just like you know do you understand what i'm trying to say or do you have any questions about what i said or you know what i mean like yeah yeah i think just being able to share your piece and allow the other person to share their piece even if it's goes against or is not in alignment with how you feel yeah all right because we are all entitled to kind of our own feelings right responding in certain ways so it's like if you get to be mad because i forgot your birthday but you only told me your birthday one time and i'm (laughs) sorry i didn't put it in my phone but no, you don't want to hear that. I'm supposed to remember that your birthday is whatever it is. Mm. I think, too, like, now as a married woman, I realize how different men are in terms of processing information. Mm. And if I think that in terms of communication, I would have told my younger self, give him time to process Like, don't expect him to jump right on what you're saying. I think every guy is different. I think there are some guys who, like... Are verbal processors. They will go tit for tat or they'll get into it. And then some guys will be like, you just can't stand because they don't say nothing. Um, When you, like, initially share how you feel or whatever. And then that gets irritating. But if you understand, oh, okay, he needs, like, some time a day to process this. I'm okay with that. I think that's, I needed to hear that when I was younger because you used to irk me with that. (laughs) Yeah, I think um, kind of along those same lines, I would, um, so I would have, I would tell myself to like take the time to get to know yourself. Um, That's good. Because although... Um, I think I unconsciously knew I wasn't a verbal processor. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a think-thruer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'll make up my own titles. Um, so if that's how I process stuff, I didn't know how to communicate to you that that's how I process stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was, it did nothing beneficial for our relationship. But if I would have taken the time to get to know myself understand how I process how Mm -hmm. I think then it would have alleviated a lot of those early on stressors for you and I so that was one thing I think that I would 
tell myself is to really take the time to get to know myself and then also be honest with myself. What do you mean? I would, um, like there are, you always try to think of yourself in your best version Mm -hmm. in a relationship. Um, I won't say always, but sometimes you say, I'm going to put the best version of myself forward in this relationship. And if I act like it long enough, if I convince myself long (laughs) enough, then, you know, all the negative stuff about me will just dissipate without ever like actually addressing it yeah, and working on it. Um, So I would tell myself to not ignore those flaws in Mm. my character, in my mind and like whatever, because like it's taken years to actually start to process this stuff Mm -hmm. and it's, Impacted. I mean, if you guys listened to the last two or three episodes, like you hear how much of a mess <laughs> um, I've been at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I would have taken the time to be honest and seek counseling, I know when we were dating, counseling was that wasn't even a, it wasn't a it was more radar. still taboo thing. Um, but with where we are today in culture, as a single or even dating. I definitely would have told myself to get counseling. Hmm. Um, I did call the counselor today, or the therapist yeah. today, um, but they didn't call me back, so oh. I got to follow back up. So, people, I am y'all keep praying. Uh, I am still looking for a therapist. Um, so, I've been chasing um, this one person, but just haven't connected yet. But yeah, I would tell myself to seek therapy to get honest with myself so that um, I don't feel like I am pretending Mm. in the relationship. Because, I mean, yeah, you always have um, that feeling at the beginning of the relationship where, like, you don't pass gas in front of them, you don't burp in front of them, you you just always try to make sure you put together. Best foot forward. Yeah, got your best best foot forward. Um, But think when you allow that to carry into long-term relationships and carry into marriage then it sets up this false expectation because they never see the uh the unmasked version Mm -hmm. of yourself and that's the person that they're going to see more often than not if y'all end up married and so uh, get that person fixed or at least address them to start working on them. Like a dog. I know. <laughs> start working on them. Because uh, it's, yeah, I would definitely tell myself to be real with yourself. And I think that would help with communication. Because if you, I mean, especially if you have a therapist, they're able to help you recognize things. Mm-hmm. And then you're probably most likely, you know, say, I'm in this relationship with this person. How do I communicate that? Or even just like your circle. I think, I mean, I think I was pretty good with having a circle of friends that I could kind of glean with, glean from or like ask advice, but I didn't re- necessarily have those next level friends. Like we had the, the couple we saw Friday night mm-hmm. that we'd known for a while, which was really helpful. Um, 
and they're married, but I wish I almost had more couples to glean from to learn how to communicate, to um, work through different seasons. So, yeah, that's communication and being honest with our individual selves so we can be honest with each other. Yeah. Definitely good. Can we go back? Um, I'm trying to remember what I said. Y'all heard what I said at the beginning. Um, I just don't remember verbatim, but we were talking about um, <laughs> the communication and like the long distance. Yeah. And it was like, we were talking a lot, but we weren't we were communicating. Commu- yeah, we were talking or, a lot, but we weren't communicating. Um, and so that just, it sounded good. And I was, I was trying to process it, um, but I think we kind of just kept it flowing. Um, but I think there's a good nugget in there somewhere that it's one thing to, you know, get to know each other. You know, you learn their favorite color and favorite food to eat and, you know, stuff like that. Um, and some of those things are definitely beneficial moving into marriage. Uh, but I think as you uh, are getting more committed and taking those steps towards marriage, like you know that marriage is where you're headed in this relationship, mm-hmm. taking the time to dig a little deeper beyond the surface in those conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there's some stuff you probably don't want to uh, dive into in the dating relationship. Do not awaken love. Um, yeah. <laughs> But I think there are there are probably additional conversations that we could have had um, during that time to really understand mm. each other, um, to understand how we function, how we com- how we could complement each other in marriage. Because uh, we did a lot of dreaming and stuff like that, but just some of the we didn't go we didn't do a lot of past digging. Like, how were you raised? What was this dynamic in your household? Yeah. Like, that was something that I think for me, if we were dating, I would have told my younger self to think about how you were raised and how that's impacted who you are now and ask him how he was raised and his perspective of motherhood, fatherhood, um, siblings. Because those, I mean... Our first few marriages were it was rough in terms of like working and being a mom and then coming home and I had this expectation of oh, myself mm-hmm. and then there were things I expected of you that it was like I hate your daddy like yeah. <laughs> so I think we I don't think we did that when we were dating definitely um, didn't because I ain't know how to process none of that yeah so I think although we dreamed forward a lot we didn't open up our history books like we didn't look back yeah and see how that affected or impacted our expectations yeah see you made it clear (laughs) i knew what i was thinking or what i heard but you made it clear good job i do like how you awarded that um because i think a lot of times especially in long distance relationships you want to know how their day was Mm -hmm. um you we laughed a lot we you're just funny you want to know like what's going on in their lives um and then you do dream and we can just kind of get lost in those moments um plus we didn't really have like 
solid premarital counseling or continual like digging deep, there's a counseling aspect again. Yep, definitely would have told them that um, y'all better go to counseling before y'all get married. I don't care. <laughs> like if y'all heard um, oh, what episode was it? Season one. Uh, yeah, our uh, marriage story episode. Oh yeah, like y'all heard that episode. If you haven't, go back and listen to it. Um, but y'all know how we ended up married and kind of everything that was going around it. Um, I think I would have, I would tell myself to, um, like, even if we did choose to still go ahead and get married, like, I would still work in some counseling somewhere in the beginning of our marriage. Yeah. Um, That was, yeah. I feel like that impacted my pregnancy. I feel like that, it still has its markings deep. mm. Um, But we got time now. It's, God's still doing his thing and he's faithful so um i kind of lost my part my place oh yes so i mean it kind of all i feel like all this molds and just melts into each other but we talked about communication and like how he grew up and just expectations or unspoken expectations i mean some of some single people now i feel like they're more direct because you know this is my goal this is what i do and don't want where are you at you know like i don't have time Mm. and that probably comes with age maybe um in terms of different age brackets but for me i think i would have told myself like okay we know we're we knew we were gonna get married like within six months of dating like we just like that's just how God designed this relationship but I think it would have been very good to kind of say this is kind of what I expect in this relationship that's moving towards marriage or this is kind of what I need um from you I don't think I ever verbalized like I need you to call me every day or I need you to give me verbal encouragement. Like, I don't think that was ever something we talked about. Like, Mm -mm. what do you need from me? Like, I feel like those conversations have come after marriage. Yeah, And I think some of them need to come after marriage. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We don't want to give um, what they call uh, marriage benefits to boyfriends or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Um, Very true. But I would definitely say um, have them on your mind as you're going mm-hmm. into marriage. Um, so even if you know it's not a in-depth conversation prior to marriage, it is something that's top of mind as you transition. And I don't know, maybe some of this stuff they go through marital counseling, premarital counseling. <laughs> we didn't go through premarital I counseling, know. so we're, <laughs> we're learning, and you guys get to hear. I don't know. So if this was in your premarital counseling, then Hey, I don't know. Maybe we should become premarital counselors and you know, that's <laughs> share dream, all of our right? mistakes. That's my dream. Um, but I think that applies to just friendships in general. Like, if we're gonna be friends, this is kind of like what I need. Um, I don't know. Like, I think I verbalized this to you. I'm just now realizing like I need community more than. I feel like I do sometimes. Mm-hmm. I need face-to-face interaction. I need to be able to see you, to just do life in some way with you. 
I'm not really, I don't talk on the phone, y'all. I just, I, I don't, not unless it's E or my mama, um, or special situations. But I, I'm just not realizing that about myself. So I think I would have told my younger self to know what you need and be, uh, be okay with expressing that in your friendships and your social circles, um, whatever the case may be. Like, don't be afraid to take care of yourself, basically. Because mm-hmm. um, for me, I was very much into, like, is this person okay? How can I make it okay? Um, how can I please this person? Like, what would make them happy? While all the while diminishing like what I needed, how was I doing, which has obviously played its effect today. Um, But I think, I mean, and I see it all over, like in terms of self-care and, you know, what is it that you desire and want to accomplish? I I definitely didn't have that when I was single. Like in our relationship, I feel like I was infused, like I infused myself into, I immersed myself into it. Um, So like, my circle of girlfriends kind of got smaller. I was kind of like, oh, we're doing this, or I'm talking to you tonight, or he's coming. Like, So basically don't cut off the rest of your world yeah. for your mate. Yeah, like enjoy the singleness. Enjoy, you know, dating, but hang with your girls. Enjoy traveling. That's one thing, man, I wished I would have done more is to just take advantage of traveling um, by myself or with my girls. And, um, yeah, that's definitely one thing I would have told myself. I would add um, that I would tell myself to, as quickly as you can, get comfortable with conflict. Mm -mm. um, Because... We, I think we had a few uh, sure did disagreements while we were dating, but we never really like had a headbutt conflict where we sat and talked it out or argued it out or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but I think in marriage, the longer that we've been married, um, I've realized the beauty in conflict Mm -hmm. as uncomfortable as it can be at times there is there's nothing like true peace as opposed to we're just gonna (laughs) awkward (laughs) be quiet and one day we'll wake up and pretend that everything is cool again i would um yes i would tell myself to get comfortable as you can with conflict because in there is peace and in there is like when you really get to see how you can love Mm -hmm. the other person and how they love you. Um, And I think there are some people that like thrive in conflict. There are some relationships that kind of thrive in conflict where it's like, that's their love language. (laughs) It's it's just butting heads and arguing. Hmm. Then there are others who, like us, we, for the longest, thought we were healthy because we weren't having that conflict, but there was a lot of silent resentment and other things going on. So if we can learn to communicate and deal with those conflicts 
early on and learn to communicate with each other, then I think things would go a lot better. Yeah. Like, I can still love you and be confrontational or bring something up. Um, That's definitely something I would have told myself. I feel like I avoided conflict because I didn't like how it made me feel. Like, it scared me. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't that I was going to lose you. And it probably was tied to, like, past stuff. But I just didn't like... I don't know. I just didn't like how it made me feel. I didn't like how angry I was. I didn't like how even it was just, oh, I need to bring this up, but it's going to hurt his feeling. I was scared. Um, Or I was just, like, really, really hurt. And so I think now I see the healthy benefits of it. And I see that it allows us to grow together. Um, and that it feels better to confront than to keep it in. Yeah. 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 I think one other one, because um, this is, I guess, just trying to tie it back into making God normal. Um I would say I would tell my younger self, our younger dating couple, to fight to keep um, that level of hunger for God sustained over time, um, like together. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think about like when we were dating, how like we would pray together, we would have Bible study together, mm-hmm. um, and like even early on in marriage, doing ministry together mm-hmm. in different capacities. But as life continues to be life, as children multiply, um, it has gotten harder, um, and I don't think I was expecting that. I would. I don't think I was expecting life to be such a um, hindrance to us being able to continue to connect and grow together um, spiritually. Mm -hmm. Um, But is that for married people or for single dating people? Because you're not expecting them to have... I mean, I think if you can go in with the mindset of longevity, right? So it's not... um, like we're gonna, you know, pray two times a week while we're dating, and we're gonna, you know, fast three days once a month, you know, for the next mm-hmm. year or whatever. Um, but like, doing your best to set yourselves up for longevity. So creating habits yeah. while you're single and dating. Yeah, not just to impress your girlfriend or your boyfriend to try to show them how <laughs> spiritual you are, because um, you know. Girls love to hit a man pray, so oh, I'm gonna make Lord. sure I pray. Um, but like, no, like having a genuine heart that desires long term fellowship with the Lord with your significant other. And that, I mean, that just starts as single, non dating. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, I yeah, it starts as single, non dating when you establish that intimate deep level of relationship with christ while you're single 
when someone comes along that God has ordained to come along, that is your husband, um, that will maintain itself, or it should. If it mm-hmm. doesn't, that's like a sign. <laughs> um, it should, and it should increase in that dating period and on. Um, I think within marriage, it's a different... I think about Paul, he was like, I would rather you be single because then your affections are split. Um, so I think that is just a product of life. But I understand what you're saying, like, while you're single, while you're dating, like, seek for that longevity. But the reality is when you do get married, you're, you are still seeking God, but then you also have to... White butts. <laughs> love your wife, love your kids, and just live life so you don't have that advantage, honestly. Which is kind of like bittersweet because I'm like, dang. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like marriage is, I mean, marriage is from God, no doubt. It's a covenant that he ordained. But Paul was, Paul was right. Yeah. You live long enough, and you'll <laughs> you'll see. <laughs> he knew. So that's not to discourage anybody from marriage. I think what you're trying to say is like to build that good foundation yeah. when you're single, not dating anyone, so that when you do start dating someone, it can be deepened even even further. So that when life comes, when marriage comes, when kids come, like you might have to. You know, change the siding on the house. You might even have to, like, add another level to the house or redo the whole first floor. But what's still going to be there is your foundation. You know what I mean? Like, that that deepness won't move. Yes. And be humble Mm, with the silent H. Be humble. (laughs) That little uh, nappy head Negro that you was dating a long time ago, he was a little prideful thing. So I would tell him to be humble. Can you, you give me examples? Because I just, I'm just so curious to hear you talk about yourself and being humble. Oh, I was, I, I, I for sure thought I was the smartest thing on the block. I for sure. Um, Knew I could hide and get away and sneak whatever I wanted. Um, thought I was a smooth talker. <laughs> Don't be laughing. I'm sorry. Prideful is deceitful. Pride is deceitful. I was going to say, what? Um, English? Yes, pride is deceitful. It makes you think you're better than you actually are. Um, but yeah, like I was... Um, one who thought that I was more mature than I actually was. Mm-hmm. And in some ways you were. Like I think I But s- in a lot okay. of ways. I'm gonna I let was you not. talk about yourself. Go ahead. <laughs> in a lot of ways I was not. Um and so like I, I I will say I always felt like I was teachable, but I was still um very independent and mm, I so I would tell myself um, to 
be a student more and a teacher less and like be willing to ask for help and yeah like just be humble. this is what you would tell yourself yes i would tell myself to sit down and shut up you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> um yep and that's that's all i gotta say about that mm, i have a part two conversation after this is over oh offline yep uh-oh am i in trouble no i just like i like learning you as you learn yourself um honestly i think that's all i have like communication understanding like how we communicate differently um thinking about unspoken expectations best based on our history like digging through our past to understand um our present um enjoying life with our people Mm-hmm. And I really like the comfy with conflict point. Um, taking time to be honest with yourself or oneself, yourself, and knowing yourself. And um, I think one thing that came up in with our friend was that there were plans made in terms of this is how I want to get married. This is how this is the path I want to take, without considering the person that they were going to take it with. Mm. And I think I had a little bit of that. I think I had, I did. <laughs> You're shaking mm-hmm. your head, yes. <laughs> I did. And I, I think part of, partly, um, and I hope this doesn't sound stereotypical, but I think, especially when it comes to, like, the way one gets married, mm-hmm. um, I think most women have this idea in mind yes. that men are just oblivious to. So so I think there is a certain level of um, just the way women and men are different mm-hmm. in that. Um, but yeah, I definitely think it warrants conversation and being open to hear kind of the other person's view. Yeah. Yeah. I think when we knew that, you know, you were my husband, I was your wife, I think that would have been a good time to, with counseling, (laughs) kind of see, like, what were you thinking in terms of marriage, like getting married, getting to the point of marrying someone, Um, engagement period, um, yeah, just stuff like that, because I I really... I mean, even down to like living, like how are we living? Are you going to have your own place and I'm going to you? Because that was a topic that we had. Like I always thought that wherever my husband was, I was going to go to his church. I was going to go to his city, whatever the case may be. And that Mm -hmm. was not at all how things worked out for us, even before Jonathan was a thought. Um, And so I think that would have been a helpful conversation to have with myself first. It's like Esther, what are you, what are you thinking about in terms of how you go from single to dating to engaged to marrying, and then to ask you because I don't think I know to this day what your plan, like when you mm. were single, like did you ever think about getting married? What did you think like you were gonna be engaged for this many months? 
was she gonna come live with you? Like, I don't. You have to go back and ask that guy. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've made this statement before, like, and it's so solemn or daunting. Like, you didn't think you were gonna live to see the age of thirty. Thirty. I didn't see life past thirty. Yeah. Um, we got married at 25. Yeah. And so I can see you not answering or knowing the answer to that question in terms of getting married. Because I feel like when you were dating or single, marriage was not on your list, mm. maybe. It was. But it wasn't like a daydream. Um, like, guys don't just sit around and talk about, yeah, man, my oh, wedding yeah, day. Yeah, conversation. Yeah. So, I. I don't know. I know I didn't. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't have wanted a long engagement. Um, but beyond that, um, I just know I want to marry you. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so yeah, I think that would be um, something I need to bring up or within myself, like. I said, what plans do you have? Like, do you plan on... Oh, that was the thing, like, living by myself for a certain amount of years, taking care Mm. of my bills, taking care of myself, or just jumping from college right into marriage, like... And being flexible with those plans. This will be our final note. Yeah. Is to be flexible with those plans, because we could have this ideal that says, I got to check off all of these boxes before I get married, Mm. Um, but... Like, it could be a thing where, hey, you get one, two, and three done, and four, five, six. Skip. Are, like, you're doing the tax for. done, yeah. And you just, um, <laughs> you go ahead and get married. Um, and I know, I'm trying to be careful with my words. Um, there are some who have someone that's committed to them, and they want to get married um, but they're saying I need to do X, Y, Z first. Um, and some of those X's and Y's and Z's are legit. And some I think can still be done with your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if God has called you to, to be together, um, then just be aware um, and just ask yourself if you are putting this off unnecessarily. Or why? Um, like, there, is there a deeper reason? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a better way to put it. So. It's like, what's the point of going from A to Z by yourself? Like, you build this whole thing. Right. Then what do you have left to build with this person? Right. See? You've been making all my points sound a lot better than that. <laughs> No. Yeah. yeah, we're just together. But yeah, that's a very, very valid thing. I think I listened to that on a podcast. I don't remember which one, but it's like you can build this life that you dreamed of having, but did you leave space to build it with the person you love mm. and include their dreams too? Mm. So it's just we have to be mindful of that. Yeah. So this is a episode to our younger selves. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are younger than us and you're dating or single, 
um, then hopefully you heard something that will um, encourage you or challenge you um, and you'll grow from it. Mm-hmm. So if there is nothing else, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. On Facebook, we are Life With Gains Podcast. On Instagram, we are at Life With Gains Podcast. You can follow me personally at Life With underscore Emmanuel. You can follow me at Life With underscore Esther. It is no longer two aiming for arrows. It is Life With underscore Esther. Make sure y'all follow her because she's been uh, dropping a whole lot of jewels with these African-American artists for Black History Month. Isn't it been fun? Yeah, I've been learning a lot. So be sure to follow her. Um, Subscribe to the podcast. Please, if you have not already, give us a rating, give us some comments, give us feedback um, so we can know how we're doing, how we can improve. Um, And just so we know you guys are listening. We definitely appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week. If there is nothing else, join us next time. Nope. I go forgot ahead, our outro. Nope. Go ahead. You I forgot got our it. outro. How does our outro go? On that note, <laughs> I am Emmanuel. And I'm Esther. Join us next time as we journey to make God normal and help others build a life with, with games. games.